0: Welcome to this episode of SDI Encounters, a podcast on spiritual direction and spiritual companionship. I'm Matt Whitney. Thank you for listening. Learn more about our work and the work of spiritual direction and spiritual companionship on our website, sdicompanions.org. We at SDI are offering a really unique forest bathing journey. Travel experience hosted by us to the Blue Ridge Mountains for a nature immersion and deep listening retreat for seven days in March, 2023. In this conversation, the retreat facilitators, Dr. Jeanette Banaschak and myself discuss our themes and hopes for this time together to give you a better sense of what is being offered and invite you to join us. For all spiritual directors, companions, and seekers, join us for a week immersing in nature, breathing the clean forest air, finding silence and stillness, and experience deep listening on new levels. With this SDI journey, we're able to offer really reasonable pricing with a significant early bird discount if you register before October 8th. Presuming you're listening to this before then. We're offering standard single and double rooms in both a contemporary inn setting as well as multi-room cabins and cottages. Designed by spiritual directors and companions for spiritual directors and companions, this journey retreat is sure to nourish, restore, and intimately connect you to nature, contemplative community, and the essence of your very being. This retreat is open to all who are interested. You do not need to be a spiritual director to join us. Please come and learn more about this journey on our website, sdicompanions.org. Jeanette, it's good to be with you. We are guiding this forest bathing, nature immersion and deep listening retreat and we're just gonna have a short conversation about it. It's good to be with you. And do you have an invitation kind of right off the bat for people who might be watching or listening to this conversation.
1: Yeah, it's good to be with you too, Matt. I am really looking forward to the forest bathing experience in March and, and this conversation. So just thought we'd start out and, and inviting you to listen to this or watch it, preferably near a window and or near a plant or near the natural environment if it's available to you okay
0: that's a beautiful invitation i'm looking out my window now it is september 21st as we are recording and there is some wildfire smoke in the air Mm. in the pacific northwest and the air quality is rated as unhealthy Mm -hmm. but i think that's an invitation as well to listen and so jeanette what is your understanding about how to be a deep listener in the natural world?
1: Yeah, I love it. Starting out with such a great question. I would say that it involves reciprocity, a reciprocal relationship, the understanding that we are listening together, that we are being together, and maybe we're Maybe trees are not obviously listening with the kinds of ears that we have, but they are listening. And that's really at the heart of forest bathing, which is nourishing that the reciprocal relationship. Let's
0: talk about that a little bit, because it's a beautiful notion and posture to have and i think a necessary posture to have when we go into nature we're not going into nature just to have a nice walk or a nice hike there's a sense that we get something from it but when you're talking about reciprocity we're giving something back or we're at least offering something Mm -hmm. there's an exchange Mm -hmm. so what what can we offer to the trees to nature what do we what can we give that can be helpful or of service
1: yeah we could give we could offer our gratitude we could go further and zoom out and offer our commitment to care for the natural environment we could offer our commitment to take care of ourselves of the natural environment of the the world, of the cosmos. We could offer a poem, a song, we could offer a listening ear, a word of encouragement. So zooming into the personal, like here and now, what we can offer, as well as beyond the experience, considering justice issues around climate change and the natural environment
0: you bring up something that's a really i think a key point which is that we are nature in essence like there is no separation and and i think this is a key idea around service Mm -hmm. and being of service and sometimes i think well we just have to give and give and give to others and you know dedicate our practice to other beings or all beings which is true and good but when we are when we are taking care of the natural environment we are also taking care of ourselves because we are part of the natural environments
1: yeah there is a great quote okay will adams has written about how the body and nature can simultaneously heal each other. And he describes how our engagement with our bodies impacts our engagement with the natural world. And he discusses how our relationship with the natural world impacts our relationship with our bodies. And he writes this, I'm gonna quote him. When I become more sensitively attuned to my personal body, I simultaneously become more sensitively attuned to the bodies of others human and more than human and thereby to my inseparable involvement with an ethical responsibility in relationship with them correlatively when I attend interresponsively to the bodies of others my body self becomes more alive awake understanding creatively powerful and loving <laughs> Akumolafe talks about witnessing
0: witnessing
1: witnessing and maybe can I tell a story
0: yeah
1: about that okay this is a story that supports will adams and and this theory and this idea of witnessing one early summer I was kayaking on the Chicago River and I was looking out for wildlife. And up ahead, after about 30 minutes of paddling, I noticed a beaver, a really large beaver. And it was reaching for some hanging leaves from a tree on the river's shore. And I slowed down, observed the beaver who had increasing determination. It was straightening up on its two hind feet to reach even higher into the tree and to grasp for the leaves, for the the dinner feast, the green nourishment. And encountering that beaver during this dinner feast was so delightful, I noticed that my heart rate was increasing. I felt a sense of wonder and awe and gratitude that spread throughout my entire body. The moment renewed my practice of witnessing rather than helping of witnessing rather than saving of witnessing rather than dominating or fixing or teaching and this is maybe what bio Akomolafe would say is witnessing the interconnection between the beaver the tree the river and me the sense of me as part of the larger whole and not only did i witness nature but nature also witnessed me because, as you said earlier, nature is a part of me.
0: That's it's gorgeous. And it is a reminder. Well, just that this encounter you had with the beaver, the encounter you had in nature, reminds us of the that this is the fundamental work of spiritual companionship. Mm-hmm. You just named it. It's not fixing. It's It's not prescribing. It's just the being with. We don't even need it to really mean anything, you know, Mm. what does this mean? The beaver is like
1: eating. It's amazing. But what is it? It's, it's that it's just that. Yeah. It's just that it's like, I don't need to interpret the experience or even use the interconnection of the trees roots as a metaphor for the interconnection of humanity. It's we're talking about building a relationship. With the trees, and I, I think a a friend, an indigenous friend, who introduced me to that when we were talking about nature and interspirituality, and she said, "We're this isn't a metaphor. <laughs> this isn't this isn't a metaphor for our interconnection. It is interconnection. We don't need to interpret anything. We're just we just are with. We are together."
0: so let's okay i'm gonna stay with that for a minute the being with so when i am with you or you know with spiritual companions that are you know, human we we listen with our ears we we listen with our bodies and we you know we speak in body language we speak through our through our mouths and we hear sounds we hear words we communicate Do you know, we communicate with trees And I I guess you you shared some things. We can share a poem, we can bring ourselves, we can ask questions. Maybe what I mean is how do we listen to trees?
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) That we will be exploring together in March. There's in forest bathing, there's something called chise, which is a form of intelligence that involves making decisions based on environmental cues. So it can be related to body radar, which helps us detect the call of something unseen. And so we could be walking through the forest and set an intention and ask the birds, for example, in Chicago, I do a lot of forest bathing walks in the bird sanctuaries here, and ask the birds if they have a message. And then we listen. And we walk and we listen for that message or with permission, approaching trees and asking if the tree has has a message for us, has an answer for a question that we might be discerning. There's a forest bathing practice where you do this with water, especially like in a river, and you whisper the question that you have at one point of the river, and then you walk down to another point of the river, and you listen to receive an answer that the water might have. So in many ways, communicating with the natural world is just like communicating with humans.
0: It reminds me, you're talking about doing forest bathing in bird sanctuaries. It just reminds me of a, a recent morning where I woke up. I usually wake up at really and Go Journal in my living room pre-dawn. And, you know, I probably was I was chewing on some meaning of life question, you know, and like looking off out the window and like the the dawn light is increasing and there are these birds out there that were just squawking like, and it it felt to me like they were like hey tell me let go of your question like this is the yeah. this the thisness of this moment is the answer that you're looking for
1: yeah
0: it made me very happy it made me very feel very humble to just you know kind of let all that striving go
1: mm-hmm you're making me think about the practice with humans and spiritual companionship and spiritual direction, and you know there are questions that the the guide will ask of the seeker, of the client, of the directee. And at some point, you get to the point, or I get to the point where I realize I don't need to ask a question here. There's something else. There's something else that's stirring, and I don't even need to ask some some that perfect question. I need to simply be and be present. And maybe I would add an enjoy, enjoy that moment of presence. Even today I was doing, I was offering spiritual direction with somebody, and, and I have a, a walk that I do along the lakefront, along Lake Michigan in Chicago, and it's a familiar walk, so I go back and forth. And back and forth. And I was inviting the trees into the session. And I was inviting the lake into the session and the birds and the ground. And my my seeker did the same thing. They invited the trees and the land in a state, many states away from me. And, and there were no questions. We didn't need any questions.
0: You've read the overstory, right? Yeah the way that tree root structures are rhizomatic and yeah. are interconnected and this notion that trees can communicate over vast spaces of land you know over hundreds of miles it it comes to me because i imagine i don't even imagine i just i just know that you you were connected over that space yeah Dr. Jeanette Banaszczak is a queer and bilingual interspiritual and interreligious companion. She has a diploma in Shinran-yoku, or forest bathing, and guides people of all ages in nature, urban immersion experiences as an act of justice, as well as working on a piece that explores interspirituality and trees. Jeanette is the author of The Mindful Pilgrimage, a 40-day pocket devotional for pilgrims of any faith or none. In 2018, she became a dual pilgrim after walking the Camino de Santiago in Spain and Kumano Kodo in Japan. Jeanette also teaches social and emotional learning and development at Erickson Institute and spiritual direction at the Graduate Theological Foundation.
1: There's a character in that book, in Richard Powers' book, The Overstory, that is probably written about, how do I want to say this? It's based on Suzanne Simard's work in the *Finding the Mother Tree*. In this, I want to quote something I think might be appropriate here. Simard writes, "Ecosystems are so similar to human societies; they're built on relationships. The stronger those are, the more resilient the system. And since our world systems are composed of individual organisms." They have the capacity to change. We creatures adapt, our genes evolve, and we can learn from experience. A system is ever-changing because its parts, the trees and fungi and people, are constantly responding to one another and to the environment. Our success in coevolution, our success as a productive society, is only as good as the strength of these bonds with other individuals and species. Out of the resulting adaptation and evolution emerge behaviors that help us survive, grow, and thrive.
0: It's beautiful. It's beautiful and true. Reverberates through my soul. And Mm. I wonder, well, let's ask the question, the sense of disconnect that we have from the trees, from nature, which has become self-destructive. Is there in the forest bathing practice, or even in our nature immersion practice, an opportunity to grieve, Mm. apologize, seek forgiveness?
1: Yeah. You know, we're not, we won't get into it here, but we could trace back some of the ways that we have used and abused and consumed the natural environment for our own gain. And there definitely is, we can co-create opportunities to grieve, to ask forgiveness. And I think that that would be very healing for humans in the more than human world. I can't speak for the more than human world, but it seems to me that it would be a healing practice.
0: Yeah. Can we pivot to the retreat itself? Yeah. The week in North Carolina. So how will we, how are we going to structure this, this six day retreat for people? What do you think, what do you think people can expect if they sign up for this?
1: Yeah, some surprises.
0: yeah <laughs> you know
1: I think that will we we will there will be some structure and we are also open to an emerging quality based on who signs up and so there will be time outside every day and all of the activities we're hoping are are optional. And so if there's a practice or an experience that, is not accessible or for whatever reason you're not able to to participate that's fine we hope to have some some community as well as solitude embedded in every single day and so community building in terms of eating meals together and talking and experiencing together and then processing either after experiences or at the end of the day and then and then there'll be some time for solitude as well in silence.
0: Thank you for naming that. The anything that we offer is optional, right? So, you know, if you are there on a day and you need to tap out from anything being offered, that is perfectly fine. No, yeah, nothing is required. I mean, we're we're crafting and we're hoping to craft an experience for people's to get the most from from their from their week and from the nature immersion and certainly cultivating community and so let me ask you this i mean i can guarantee that there will be some walking because i love walking and i know that you love walking but we're not planning anything rigorous necessarily unless somebody wants to do something rigorous and then we can go down that path sorry that's a pun i didn't mean it to be but you you use the word emergence based on who is there and and really we want to craft an experience that you know meets people where they are and depending on who shows up for the retreat I mean we'll be we'll be ready but we're also going to kind of play it by ear
1: mm-hmm. you know force bathing to answer your question about will there be long hikes no unless there's an open amount of time and you want to take a longer hike because there are a lot of miles that you can, a lot of trails that you can hike on. But forest bathing is not long hikes. If you were to do a two to three hour forest bathing session, you might walk a half a mile max. So that, that is not what it is.
0: And Kanuga Retreat Center is embedded in the woods. So you really don't have to go far, you know, just go out the door and you have the Blue Ridge Mountains and you have this gorgeous lake and it's, you know, lots of well-maintained paths. So none of it is none of it is rugged hiking thing. Although, you know, it is late March and it might be wet, it might be rainy. And again, optional. If you don't want to go out in the rain, that's fine. But but we will, it's a rain or shine kind of experience. And being in nature does not necessarily mean being in nature just when it's sunny and warm outside. So be ready bring a raincoat. Yeah. What What else are we going to do? What else do you think will, will emerge if you could predict?
1: I think that there will be some time for creating. And I don't exactly know what that creating will be. It depends on the materials that are available. Maybe there's instruments that you want to bring. Maybe there are craft or art materials that you want to bring to create a visual or something audio. Maybe you'll create a dance. Maybe we'll have a show and tell at the end.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And we haven't even talked about that. But, you know, to ask what else is there going to be? It really, you know, I have about a billion ideas and I would hope that there will be some discernment about engaging or not engaging in some of those ideas and playing or not playing just depending on on all the factors maybe we'll write a haiku yeah maybe we'll write a haibun which is like a journal with a haiku I think that people are going to be bringing various gifts and strengths and and ways of integrating what's being learned and so I would love to be able to hear what those are and and witness.
0: Indeed. Yes. And I love it when people independently bring their watercolors or their gel pens or a guitar, you know, and, you know, just in those down moments when, when we create the space for ourselves in retreat, you know, somebody pulls out an instrument and starts playing it, not being performed for anybody. It's just It's happening and we are and we get to enjoy that with you. You know, I love show and tell and I'm a big believer (laughs) in (laughs) sharing gifts with others, but no pressure. You know, just say, bring a sketchbook, bring bring your journal. Be ready to write if that's what you want to do. We'll make space for that.
1: There's a style. There's a methodology of teaching called Reggio Emilia and it came out of Italy after World War II. And teachers listen to what their students are interested in. And so let's say preschoolers are playing with particular toys or or blocks in a certain way. The teachers listen to that and they create curriculum out of what the interests are of the students. And so, in some ways, I wonder about that model for this retreat. Yeah. What are the questions? What are the interests that everyone is bringing and, and listening to those? And, and what Reggie Emilia has is this, this cycle of inquiry. So, you know, going through a cycle of inquiry.
0: I love it. I often say when I'm leading, you know, facilitating a group spiritual companionship session, just come as you are and bring what you have. You know, there's a sacred circle, and we all show up, and and we're bringing whatever it is that we have to bring. And there's there's no expectation that you bring anything at all. You want to just come and sit, and then do that. You you are bringing yourself. You're bringing your your weary, tired. I don't feel like talking. I don't feel like sharing self. Mm-hmm. But if you have something that you do want to share. Um, and we we want to see it we we want to share that with you so i so what makes me so excited about this retreat is just that we are i i believe like really leaning into this notion of emergence again and and spaciousness Mm. because i've been to retreats where it's very programmed and you know and also very didactic in a way right like there's a leader and everybody goes to listen to the leader talk and you know it's two hour sessions here and two hour sessions there and you know i'm like i just want to go wander the woods (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. rather
0: than sit here for this lecture and so it's it's almost like flipping the script in a way and starting with the
1: You know, maybe when we have a list of the participants, we could email out a couple of questions and hear what people's interests are.
0: Yes, we will start that dialogue for sure. We've created a registration form and I've invited people like, please, if there's anything on your heart that, or anything that you think would be good for us to know about you mm. and your own spiritual yeah. giftings, please share. We, we want to know, we want to get to know you in advance based on what you might have to offer. We, we can weave that into the retreat. Mm-hmm. What else do we need to know right now? If I'm somebody who is contemplating signing up for this retreat, I'll just say real quick that meals are, Canuga can handle all dietary restrictions and is adaptable to any allergies gluten-free, vegan, vegetarian, et cetera, that's not a problem. You can just let us know in your registration form and they will will accommodate us.
1: I would say that there will be structure around the schedule and then flexibility within that structure.
0: Structure with flexibility. Mm -hmm. I hope that is received as a beautiful invitation. We have a sense of what we want to impart and bestow but we also need to know who you are before we fully engage with what will be offered. So if you are somebody who is listening or watching and you are contemplating signing up, we hope you do, and (laughs) of course, but tell us a little bit about yourself when you register, that's important.
1: I would add that I think we're gonna have a little fun.
0: Well, more than a little.
1: I think we're gonna have, I think there's gonna be some joy. (laughs) yeah that is that is nurtured and that's that's something that i'm really looking forward to you know matt and i you were talking a, a couple of months ago about how we would love to go to this retreat you know we're, we're co-creating this retreat that we would love to attend and the timing of it just seems right
0: absolutely and it we had that conversation after your workshop on forest bathing at the conference which which was amazing and such a joy to be a part of and I mean you were prepared you had a structure and you had a plan but but so much spaciousness within that structure for people to have their own experiences and at the time just flew by and I mean yeah it was such a such a gorgeous space together to be you know just in the Santa Fe outskirts finding trees off the side of the road I mean we're we're going to an amazingly beautiful setting but as as you have said you know forest bathing can happen pretty much anywhere it doesn't have to be a particularly gorgeous nature setting or national park or anything like that so i I also hope that people can acquire a sense of that through this retreat that they can go home and continue these practices wherever they wherever they live wherever they find Thanks again for listening. Your time and your presence here are deeply appreciated. If you liked this show and would like us to continue making them, please do subscribe now while it's fresh on your mind. Also, we would love to hear from you, so please feel free to send in your comments and suggestions to the email address podcast at sdiworld.org. SDI is the home of spiritual companionship, Learn more about us and our work on our website, sdicompanions.org.